Guys, thank you so much for showing us so much support. Uh, the launch of our Substack was announced on the Monday podcast. And this week, we've been accumulating subscribers ahead of proper launch next week. So if you would like some weekend notes in your inbox on a Monday morning with links to highlights, with some detail on the games themselves, a little bit of humor, a little bit of opinion, please head to ntt20.substack.com and stick your email address in there. I promise you, you will not regret it. Give us a go, ntt20.substack.com. Please sign up today. Welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. It's the Not The Top 20 podcast where international breaks are just opportunities. This podcast is sponsored by Betfair. It's myself, Ali Maxwell, and him opposite me, George Ellick, the inform Hungary hippo making picks ahead of what is a small slate, a reduced docket, but still plenty to get our teeth into from across leagues one and two. George, hello. Kusten Sipan. That was, thank you very much, in Hungarian. <laughs> Kuznetspan. Kuznin. Sepan. Good to be with you. Pleased to say, for the fourth week in a row, we both made a profit on the betting show last week. For the third week in a row, yours was a bit bigger than mine. Good. Also, I'm aware that I've just butchered that um, pronunciation to any Hungarians listening, and I apologise to my fellow compatriots. Maybe you could apologise to them in Hungarian. Nem. <laughs> good times at the moment it feels yeah i'm certainly a, a pretty streaky lee this season where it's either <laughs> long nap wins and good wins uh, the last few weeks or pretty desperate stuff but hopefully we can continue the good form to the end of the season there's some controversy though why what do you think was your nap last weekend peterborough okay but i mean that's very honest of you when I asked you at the top of the show, what's the best bet in the EFL? You told us all about Peterborough beating Lincoln, which they did. And then at the end of the show, when I asked you to recap your selections, you said, my nap, Barnsley. So there was a bit of confusion there. It was a, um, it was because I've got a spreadsheet Ooh. on, yeah, it's got like cells and everything. We've all got cells and everything. I input my bets there. And sometimes, obviously, during the course of the day, normally when prices change, right. I mentally change it. And this time I hadn't sort them over, but I'm no liar. I am here to be honest and as good a man as I can be. You've left 0.25 points on the table there. The difference between Barnsley being your nap winner and Posh being your nap winner. Just making sure that LR Beatro Hugh Davis is listening to this so that he can update the spreadsheet accordingly. Uh, plus 3.15 then for you. Your lay of Derby, probably the best of the lot if you ask me. You laid them at about 1.45 and they lost 2-0 at home to Fleetwood. Magnificent picking. Uh, I didn't get my nap up. Cambridge did not beat Charlton. And it felt like a bit of a blow that it was a former betting show favourite, Jez Raksaki, uh, who was basically the main reason why. Too good early on for Cambridge. That nap scuppered nice and early. But MK did beat Accrington at 7-4. That was pleasing. Not as pleasing as Salford, who are making me lots of money on this show with the goals that they're scoring. Over 2.5 goals versus Doncaster landed at 3-1. to So I was still in profit despite the losing nap, plus 1.33. So, all going well at the moment. 32 points up cumulatively in the last four weeks. 
We know that some poor form is around the corner. We just have to try and keep it at bay. Not too many games to choose from, and therefore a relatively sticky, tricky docket, I would say. What's your nap? What's your best bet in the EFL this weekend? I am going to the other game live on Sky, 1 o'clock. Sunday game, sorry. Live on Sky, 1 o'clock. Forest Green hosting Sheffield Wednesday, and my nap is Sheffield Wednesday to win to nil at 6-5. to five. So Wednesday's price to win the game is 2-5. to five. This is obviously, if you think to win to nil is basically a double bet, you're betting on that as the one leg, the second leg being Forest Green not to score. To make the overall price 6-5, to five, you are therefore getting 8-13 to 13 about Forest Green not scoring. So what's that? Approximately 61% chance of them not scoring. Um, in my mind, yeah, the percentage 8-13 is 61.5. In my mind, the... Got a spreadsheet in your brain, mate. The, ch- the chances of that leg... Are is significantly shorter, and I would almost say, in my mind, the chances of Forest Green scoring should be much closer to, if not even a shorter price, and Sheffield Wednesday winning this game, because Forest Green are generally, as we know, a pretty poor side. They are bottom of the league. They are going to get relegated. There's been very little excitement or anything particularly good that's happened under Duncan Ferguson. I guess there might be an added. Um, inspiration here this game is on sky uh an opportunity to, to kind of show what they can do but i just don't think they've really got the players to do that um and they failed to score in two of their last five home games those two came against peterborough and charlton two defenses so i don't consider to be um level with sheffield wednesday by any stretch and then you've got wednesday who you know you take out the 4-2 defeat at barnsley in midweek are oh, just a relentlessly good sides and a very very good defensive side especially against the weaker teams in the division again looking at their recent away games they've won three of their last five away games all of those were to nil all of them one nil against again far better attacking sides than Forest Green in Wickham Charlton and Portsmouth so it's an obvious bet to have anyway you've then got the ridiculous performance of Forest Green against Plymouth Argyle last weekend where they basically didn't try and score um and then Duncan Ferguson seemingly was very pleased with the, with the performance after the game. So if they follow the same blueprint and the same uh, you know, way to approach this game, then that 61% has to be way higher in terms of them not really having any attacking intent going into the game whatsoever and seemingly not even having any attacking intent when they go behind. Is it a case of let's try not to get be embarrassed? Let's just try and keep the score down as low as possible. Um, you know... If, if this is a banana skin, you know, if Sheffield Wednesday were to, to come away with this without three points, then their fans would really start to panic after that mid- midweek defeat. I can't really see it. I think it's basically the perfect game for them to have uh, off the back of that defeat. Probably be better if it was a Hillsborough, but it shouldn't make too much difference. They should be far too strong. And I, I, I just don't really see why, if they're going to win, why they shouldn't do it with total comfort and ease. I almost agree. Sheffield Wednesday to beat Forest Green and cover the minus one handicap at 7-5 to five at 2.4. You've just explained your logic as to why you've gone win to nil. And is my concern growing that that may be the better way to go <laughs> than the minus one? Sure. But we're getting a little more juice out of it. And I think that represents why I am who I am. You are who you are and why you are doing better than me overall no. this season. Uh, I agree, obviously, with everything that you've said, hence why Wednesday to win by more than one goal is my bet here. I think Forest Green are very bad. I think they have, uh, to a certain extent, 
downed a couple of tools, maybe not all of the tools, but uh, many of the tools that they had. It wasn't a an abundant toolkit anyway, if I'm honest. Uh, and I think Sheffield Wednesday are brilliant. And I think that's important to stay off the back of a 4-2 defeat live on Sky against Barnsley, a night in which they were knocked off the top by Plymouth, a night in which their 23-game unbeaten streak came to an end, a night in which, for the first time in a long time, their fans would have felt just a little bit of nerves, a little bit of fear, a little bit of concern. How can you have a 23-game unbeaten run and lose one game and not be top of the table? I don't care about any of that. I'm not worried at all about that defeat. I thought Sheffield Wednesday played very well for large parts of that game, outside of one mad minute. The third goal that Barnsley scored had a touch of fortune about it rather than any real vulnerabilities for Sheffield Wednesday and the goal on the break at the end completely irrelevant when we're trying to weigh up what Sheffield Wednesday are as a team and how they might look heading into this game. I think they are going to be angry and hungry and when you mix those two together with an owl, you get danger. Uh, I don't think they played very badly. I don't expect them to crumble. I'm not worried about their mentality. And I expect Forest Green to offer very little resistance here. So I'm going for the minus one. Uh, against teams 16th and below in League One, Sheffield Wednesday have covered the minus one handicap in nine of their 13 games. Uh, I see there being a ginormous gap in quality between these two teams, a gap in motivation even. I see only home advantage going the way of Forest Green. And they're not a team that I think of as getting great home advantage at the new lawn. So... Sheffield Wednesday minus one, my nap at 2.4. Sheffield Wednesday to win to nil, your nap, I believe, at 2.2. 7-5, 6-5. What's your next best? My next best is Crawley to beat Rochdale. Lovely. Um, at I did not think I'd be putting up Crawley in the betting show again, uh, but here we are. Um, they are 5-4 to four to beat Rochdale at home. Uh, Rochdale's away record is... Uh, pretty atrocious they've lost four of their last five away games they've lost seven of their last ten um, the only respite in that in those last five games was a one-all draw away at Crewe um, and Crawley are in much better form under Scott Lindsay and I think he is going to lead them clear relegation and do so fairly comfortably um, they've got seven points from their last three they drew one all with Doncaster in midweek but they were very unfortunate not to win the game they were by far the better side and their performances over the three games have been good these aren't lucky wins like we've maybe seen in the past in my mind Crawley are basically in 22nd through luck frankly I think their performances over the course of the season have been, have been bad enough to be relegated but they had some bizarre wins at certain stages of the season um Stockport being one of them um I think I'm right in saying uh but yeah, I think the performance levels now were far, far better than previously. The front two of Nadison and Telford are playing very well. Uh, Ota clearly been um, a bright spot recently too. And I think they should have too much. I mean, it is a big relegation clash. You know, this is probably a game that Rochdale have to win, really, if they're going to stay up this season. Um, I, I don't think they will have it about them. And I think that should, in itself, cause this to be a fairly... Um, a game where Crawley are able to exploit the gaps left by Rochdale side who aren't very good and will need to come out and uh, and try and play against them. So yeah, Crawley at 5-4, to four, next best. Portsmouth, even money, my next best. They're at home to Port Vale in the Poor Derby. And I reckon one of these teams will be poor and I reckon the other team will be all right. <laughs> okay. Port Vale, I'm going to start with. They've lost five of their last eight. They hit some pretty decent standards for the majority of the season so far. And I think there's a chance that those standards 
might just be slipping a little bit. They've got some issues with injuries, particularly at centre-back at the moment. They're missing Garrity, who's a real driving force for them in midfield, a really important player for them who's not available. And away from home, they're so bad in the first half of games. Three goals scored total, 17 conceded in away games in League One this season. I don't expect Vale's performance level to be very high here. Now, I think it's important to be honest, and I'm still not 100% sure how good Pompey are, despite back-to-back away wins, five wins in their last seven, eight in 14 under Mussinho, the results have been excellent. There's a bit of me that's still not quite buying it, and yet you can't argue that he has improved things in terms of performances, obviously in terms of results, and they're getting that strong atmosphere that they got uh, when they had a little bounce initially under Danny Cowley as well. Their finishing has been very, very good, and crucially to start games. They scored with their first shot against Bristol Rovers last time out. 18 minutes in, uh, 1-0 up with their first shot after 18 minutes and Colby Bishop was a yard offside. They scored their second shot against Aki. Great header out of nowhere from Piggott. They scored their fourth shot versus Cambridge. That was after the hour mark. It was only their fourth shot. And against Cheltenham, a game they won very comfortably. They scored their second, fourth and sixth shot. This is not criticism. It's very good to score your shots, particularly early in the game. I guess my point is that this level of converting shots into goals early on in matches may not be sustained. And my concern is that if it isn't, they're not creating the volume of chances to sustain uh well, yeah, to sustain the output, the goal output. We will see long term. I think the strongest thing for me here and the reason why I'm backing them is they've lost four under Messino and it's to basically all the best teams in the league. Sheffield Wednesday, Argyle, Barnsley, Peterborough away. They drew Barnsley in, in the other game. Uh, they drew Lincoln, who hasn't, uh, and they've beaten everyone else. So I think that that probably places them pretty perfectly. Um, they're a, basically a playoff team level under John Messino. They still have a, a shot at the playoffs, a bit of a long shot, but a home game against Vale should be enough to motivate them to put a little bit of pressure on the teams above them. Many of them aren't playing this weekend. There is a big confidence about them. Bishop personifying that at the moment with six in six. Portsmouth to beat Port Vale. Even money, my next best. Don't forget, it's bet 10, get two. That means if you bet £10 on EFL Ackers this season, you'll get a £2 free bet at T's and C's in the bio of the podcast. George, lay. I am laying Stevenage, who are <coughs> at home. Um, it's a double lay. Double lay. They are at home to Salfords, and I've laid them at 1.99. Stevenage at home were impenetrable for so long, and then the 3-0 home win against Dayton Orient um, probably made them favourites to win the league. Back-to-back home defeats came after that against Bradford and, and Tranmere. Um, yes, they've returned to winning ways since then with, with wins over Walsall and Crewe, but the 1-0 win over Crewe wasn't the most convincing. And it's still a part of me that questions as to whether they are really through um, the, the poorer spell that, that we saw them go through after that win over Leighton Orient. I, it just doesn't feel to me like they're necessarily quite as dominant in their, most of their games as they were prior to that. With Salford, the, the opposite can be said. Now... I am very aware that Salford's recent run of form is very reliant on their home form. Um, there's no question of that. They're much better at home. You know, they've won, uh, what is it? I think it's six of their last eight at home, um, only being beaten by Harrogate and, and, and sorry, being beaten by Swindon and drawing at home to Harrogate. But there's a bit of nuance, I think, to their away games where 
they went and battered Mansfield 5-2, which I think is in itself an example of that that they can go to the better, the better teams in League 2 and beat them and beat them convincingly when they're at their best. They then drew at Barrow, which isn't the worst result. Barrow at home, a very hard team to beat. And then there's that kind of glaring 4-3 defeat against Crewe uh, from last midweek. But they were 3-2 up in that game late on. And it's basically a... The performance was good enough to win the game. They'd basically thought they had won the game and then a lapse in concentration late on um, and a bit of bad luck meant that they came away with nothing despite celebrating as if they had won. So I, I don't think their away performances are necessarily as bad as they look. They are top of the XG ratio table in 2023 for the whole league. They're playing incredibly well. They've got loads to play for. They need to capitalise on Mansfield dropping points midweek and they come here off the back of a 3-1 home win against Doncaster. So um, I think that these are two teams... Where obviously there is, you know, some home advantage here for Stevenage, but there's not much between the two, and I'd probably even maybe say that Salford are the better side between the two right now. An interesting clash of styles, very very different teams, very different managers, with different profiles behind them as well. Um, it should be interesting to see the way that this goes, but I do think anything odds on about Stevenage is too short. Yes, evidently I agree. Uh, for me, this is pro Salford more so than anti Stevenage, and it's that firepower that's won me so many points on this show over the last few weeks. It means that I was instantly looking for them. Instinctively, I wanted to get with them because I think they're in great shape. And this is just the way that I wanted to do it because I think there's a good chance that they score one, two, two plus goals. Uh, and if they do, then obviously laying the team they're against uh, at odds on is going to be of interest. Stevenage's opponents have scored two or more in five of their last nine games, which is a big removal from what they were to start the season. They only conceded two or more in two of their first 25. Now it's five in nine. There's been some slippage. Uh, Salford themselves, well, they score more goals away from home than they do at home, actually. Uh, and they've scored two or more themselves in nine of 18 away. So half of their away games. Stevenage, stiff opposition, plenty of motivation. But I like Salford here. Uh, and I'm, like you, laying Stevenage at 1.99 with the Betfair exchange. What about a goals selection? I'm going to take a chance on Fleetwood nil, Lincoln nil. Nice. Uh, at six to one with the Betfair Sportsbook. Um, we've seen Lincoln draw nil nil away from home a couple of times recently against sides of kind of a similar quality uh, to their opponents here in Fleetwood. Um, they went to Cheltenham and drew nil nil um, the other day, and they also went to uh, MK Dons and drew nil nil in, in January. <clears throat> also had nil nil. Uh, draws at home against Cambridge and against Portsmouth. Um, they're a side that we know a very low margin. They come here having lost back-to-back games um, and having been done for playing out the back in, for the opening goal in both of those games, or the opening goal conceded at least against Exeter and the 3-0 defeat against Peterborough. And I'm pretty sure that you know we've learned that the um, their playing style this season and therefore clearly the way that Mark Kennedy wants them to, to play is very, very pragmatic. It's very defence first. And I reckon, having conceded five goals in two games and lost both of them, they'd have been being pretty well drilled in, in terms of trying to keep a clean sheet here and go back to the very, very tight way that they, they normally set up. Um, Fleetwood, another team who we don't normally see them being uh, particularly high volume when it comes to goals. Um, they beat Derby last time out 2-0 in, in a good performance. They've been struggling for, for, for form before that. And even though we haven't had many nil-nils recently, um, a lot of their games are under two and a half goals. Uh, all four of their last home games have all been under two and a half. They have won three of those and drawn one. Um, but you've got one nil, one nil, one nil, one all. 
you know, I think unders is a bet here. Generally, the price is quite short. I'm happy to take a bigger price given I don't fancy too much and, and hope that we get the all blank between the two. So nil nil six to one. Nice, like it. My goals bet is also a little bit different to usual. It's Stockport to win to nil. They're playing against Swindon in League Two. Uh, the price for them to win to nil is three point six with the Betfair sportsbook. Um, in the last ten games, Stockport have only given up about five non-penalty XG, so 0.5 per game. That is some serious defensive levels. Now, it's being a little bit overlooked because at the other end, they weren't really firing. And so they drew a couple of games, nil-nil. You might remember it felt, if anything, like they were uh, dipping. Uh, But defensively and out of possession, they are as good as ever. In fact, probably better than they've ever been this season. Uh, And probably right now, the strongest looking defence in League Two. Swindon, well, they're off the back of scoring four, aren't they, uh, against Rochdale. Uh, I think Austin's four goals obviously catch the headlines and the assumption might be Austin's in incredible form. He's looking very sharp and he's too good for the level. We recognise that he scored a lot of goals uh, at a much higher level not too long ago. I've got to be pretty careful here because it's not really within my interest to say he won't score. But why don't I say, put it this way, if you get some decent service into Austin inside the box like they did against Rochdale and if the defenders are in terrible form and they're not picking him up, he's going to clean up. He's going to finish those chances. But I don't think, based on what I've seen since he joined Swindon, he's as well suited to coming up against a team that defends with a high line, that are well organised, that have big physical defenders. Um, I'm not sure Austin's movement and physicality outside the box is what it once was. In fact, it was never his strength, to be quite honest. But Stockport play with a high line, and I worry that Swindon might struggle to get service into Austin. And outside of him, I worry that they don't have loads of obvious goal threats. So I think Swindon might struggle with Stockport's physicality all over, to be honest. They've got a young back line, young, fairly inexperienced centre-backs. They're up against Kyle Whitten and Paddy Madden and Isaac Alafe off the bench if they need and Stretton off the bench if they need. And I expect Stockport to impose uh, their dominance on Swindon. I expect them to win. And I'm going to boost it by saying Stockport win to nil, 3.6. Super boost. Betfair's Bet Builder allows you to combine selections easily into one bet. And with Betfair's popular Bet Builder, you can easily add the trending Football League Bet Builder selections to your bet slip. In one tap, go to the Betfair Sportsbook app to the football page. You'll see all the popular Bet Builders at the top of your screen there. Have you got a goal scorer? Because this is something that we're really struggling with at the moment. My goodness. It's a nightmare. Have you turned over a new leaf? Yes, because they're not playing. Yeah, I had to. Connor Jennings is four to one to score at any time in the game. Oh wow! Any time, yeah. As Hartlepool hosts Leighton Orient, Leighton Orient were on my list of lays. They travelled to Hartlepool, the Hartlepool side who've drawn their last four. I think. I mean, it's 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 hard. What about Disco Dan Kemp? Can't miss at the moment. Kempy. <laughs> um, it's hard to put your finger on their performances at the moment, Hartlepool, because I think they've been pretty fortunate to get the two points they got at Tranmere and Bradford I think both times they probably well they were very clinical and they did well to, to keep the scoreline down at the other end but their two home games in that time the Walsall 3 all and the one all draw against Northampton they were very good yeah, they were a good value for their 1-0 lead against Northampton before they equalised against Walsall they were the, the better side with Walsall taking their chances and Hartlepool not getting their their rewards and then you look at Leighton Orient's away form generally um, they have kept just one clean sheet 
uh, in their last six away from home. They've won just one of their last seven away from home. Um, you know, the two 0 win over Crew is the only good result there. They conceded twice against Grimsby last time, one against Walsall the time before that. Got beat three 0 by Stevenage. You know, Leighton Orient away from home, currently, are, you know, a mid-table side at best. Um, so I think Hartlepool could cause them problems. And in Connor Jennings, you've got a guy who came. He's um, kind of only post-injury coming to the side in in February. He's only scored one goal in that time. But he's having a lot of shots. He had three shots against Bradford last time out. He had a shot uh, against Northampton time before that, but then three against uh, Tranmere, two against Walsall, three against AFC Wimbledon. Uh, his XG per 90s round about the 0.2 mark. He's basically due to score fairly soon. I think, um, you know, he plays up front with Josh Umara, who's a much shorter price. But I think from what we're seeing in the last couple of games under the new manager, maybe Jennings is um, as big a goal threat, if not more so than, than Umara. So, yeah, a four to one about a side who might be a little a, a touch of value themselves. Um, he's my goals bet. I've got a goal scorer double anytime goal scorer. It's Lee Gregory for Sheffield Wednesday and Mo Issa for MK Dons. Uh, the Gregory shot is at two point three. I kind of umdenard about Michael Smith, who's a little bit longer at six to four, two point five. I believe that Smith will be on penalties, and I certainly went for him, but actually an open play he really is just a foil Michael Smith he's not getting that many chances and Gregory is the one who's just poaching sniffing around scoring goals as he did on Tuesday night against Barnsley um, Windass is out at the moment he's been a big goal threat for them they don't have any other attacking players so again I was a little worried about maybe some fatigue or some resting after Tuesday night but I don't think they've got many other options so Lee Gregory um, for the team that I'm backing minus one as my nap to score any time um, feels good to me and Moisa for MK Dons against Morecambe he is uh, six to four here now this is a huge game in League One Morecambe they're in poor shape to be honest they're five points behind MK they've played a game more they need to pull out a performance here but I'm a bit worried about them um, they're winless in six they're winless away from home in six months they basically keep it tight in half of their games and then open the turnstiles completely for the other half. They've conceded three, four or five in basically half of their games in the last couple of, of months. So um, with MK, I don't see them as a team with tons of uh, uh, goal threats, really. Issa, the, the biggest one, the obvious one, by miles. Uh, and I'm going to back him to score here in a double with Lee Gregory. The double with the Betfair Sportsbook is 5.75, just under 5-1. to one. George. Recap your selections and do it properly this time, will you? I'll try, mate. Um, Sheffield Wednesday to nil at six to five is my nap at Forest Green. Uh, Crawley to beat Rochdale at five to four is my next best, laying Stevenage at one point nine nine, who are at home to a, a another football team in mm. Salford. Yeah, uh, I am back in nil nil in Fleetwood against Lincoln at six to one. Connor Jennings of Hartlepool at four to one. Any time, any time in the game. He can score in the first minute or the 92nd. It's a winner. What would you prefer, first or 92nd, if I could let you choose? Do you want the, the late drama or do you want to know from the first minute that it's in? One minute, yeah. 30 seconds. I think that sums you up as a person. I want the, I want the drama. I want the excitement. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, minus one, 2.4, 7 to 5, that is. Uh, is my nap against Forest Green on Sunday. Next best, Pompey, even money to beat Port Vale at Fratton Park. I've laid Stevenage at 1.99. I've backed Stockport to win to nil at 3.6. 
And my goal scorer pick is a double. Mo Issa for MK Dons anytime at home to Morecambe. And Lee Gregory, uh, the double, is 5.75 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Have a good weekend. Best of luck with any picks that you have this weekend. And go well. <laughs>